3: JL, the trade winds are swirling around MSG, and I need your reaction to it. We're going to talk it. about those trade rumors. We're going to talk about money. Mitch, wins, Mitchell Robinson um, is going to be eligible for it. a... Talk about hang on, let me just rumors. turn off my, about uh, pre- my mute. I was on double sound there. So we're going to talk about the trade rumors <laughs> also. Uh, Mitchell Robinson contract. You know, the Knicks will be eligible to extend Mitch. So we're going to talk to our guy, Jeff Ballone, AKA the Knicks film school originator on that topic. And RJ Barrett's all rookie team snub rookie of the year snub. Mm. Let's talk about that. And, and what RJ is going to do to bounce back in his sophomore year, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. So to everybody in the chat. All right. Um, I mentioned this a couple times, uh, once on, on the lottery night and on another show. And that is is that sources are telling Knicks fan TV. Yeah, we got sources now, Jails. You know, every once in a while we get Wait, like... Also,
4: so now you the insider, max No, right. I'm not
3: inside. I'm not inside. I'm not a journalist. <laughs> but, you know, right. every, every once in a while we get the birdies. You know, birdies come got through and, and talk to us. So <laughs> what the birdies are telling us is that um, number one priority this off season for the Knicks will be trading Julius Randle. They're going to look to trade Julius, and the first trade rumor that I'm hearing is Julius Randle to the Utah Jazz for Mike Conley and draft considerations. Now, obviously, from Perhaps the Jazz considerations,
5: I like that, yeah,
3: from the Jazz standpoint, you know, um, there's been questions in terms of Conley's fit. And, and his chemistry out there with Donovan Mitchell, obviously he's taking a step back. The Jazz are going to be looking to re-up Donovan Mitchell this offseason and keep uh, their team competitive in the West. For the Knicks, obviously it's something that, uh, you know, the, the stretch forward position is something that is, it's no secret the Knicks have been looking to fill. And also the point guard position. You know, and and if they they make this move for Conley, it's a stopgap until they figure out you know whether they get one in the draft that they're gonna bring up, or they get one later on down the road. So, well, what do you guys think, man? Conley for Randall swap, JB. What do you what do you think about that?
5: Well, I mean, I think it makes sense from the standpoint of well, a Julius Randall is somewhere else, so we're not. We're not watching them, <laughs> <laughs> But um, no, love, love or hate him, I, You know, I, I think, though, thinking about what's coming back, I mean, you're taking a guy who I know his third year on Randall's contract isn't fully guaranteed. But in Conley coming back, I think for so long, he's been, like, in your mind of, like, here's a guy on this over-bloated contract. You know, let's not touch him. But his contract expires after next year. So you're basically saying okay, there's no one really right now that we necessarily want to spend money on or go after. So bring in Conley, it gives you that veteran presence point guard position. You play out this year, and then you're free to do what you want in 2021. And meanwhile, you move Randall's contract. And then if you've got um, draft considerations on top of that, um, I mean, to me on first blush, I, I think you'd have to, you know, I think it sounds pretty good to me.
3: Jail, so what's your thoughts,
4: man? Yeah, it's a decent move if you're trying to like uh like uh Jeff said, you know, just get an extra draft consideration here. Like we haven't really utilized our roster spots correctly in the past where we just seemed like everybody had to play and and everybody was kind of uh, you know crowded for minutes. And let's let's be honest, I don't expect Conley to play a lot next season if we trade him. So for me, it's almost like uh a A Chris Paul ish move, but without the you know the activity where you're just getting a coach. If you draft a point guard in the draft, or or if you're letting Frank play, you have somebody to kind of move him along, and you get a a draft back, a draft pick back, and he's expired. So it's an okay move for me. And then it's almost like addition by subtraction. You know what I mean? Yeah. You getting get rid of Randall. You hopefully you sign a stretch for who can start, give room for R.J. and you kind of almost kind of get better. By osmos, uh, by addition, by subtraction, and at the same time, see what um, RJ can do with the extra room. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I've said this all year. You know, I understand
3: the fans' frustration with Randall. I felt like um, he was a guy that that played outside of his normal role. You know, meaning that he came here, he had to be the number one guy, and we know that's that's not who he is. Um, he he, he, said he had an up and down season. You know, obviously, you wanted to see the three point shot. Um, be there for him. It, it definitely dipped off from his last season with the Pelicans. Not a guy that I'm, uh, I am I want to give away, but if you're talking about getting draft capital back, I would certainly look to do that. Obviously, it frees things up for RJ and Mitch. If you look at how these teams are running, man, a lot of these teams, that they're opening up that four spot. You know, it's a lot of uh, wings, a lot of versatile wings. You're seeing a lot of um, small forwards in that four spot, guys, that can stretch the floor, do the Knicks go with, um, Bert's hands and free agency. Do they go after Danilo and free right. agency or Christian yep. Wood? Do they give that spot to to Kevin Knox? Right, if Knox moves in, does Iggy move up on, on the depth chart? You know, they have a lot of options. That that's the thing with the Knicks this off season and and moving forward, they have a lot of options. And I think you move Randall, you, you have even more, especially if you're going to be talking about getting some some draft capital back. So I would definitely yeah, I look into it. it. Yeah,
5: and that, it doesn't that, hurt you that's too. The Oh, sorry. Go, ahead. go on. No, go on, JLS. Go ahead. Yeah, he bro. doesn't hurt you too bad
4: from the three-point line, like he shoots 37 from three, 30, 37% from three, puts up a decent amount, 5.4, which is you know pretty decent, which is something that we need. Uh Doesn't shoot well in general. So that's kind of a, a little bit abysmal. But again, I'm not expecting to play all that much. I really don't expect much help from him. And if he is healthy, then then we win. I guess. So, yeah, I I
3: disagree with you, JLS. So I think he would play a ton. And first of all, you can get Peyton out of there, which I'm two thumbs up on that. I no, think Conley what, would, I think Conley coming in here would play a ton, even if yep. you go draft a point guard, uh, whether it's at eight or at 27. No, I think.
4: What, what, what I mean is, help wise, like he hasn't played. Oh, I got you. Got
3: you. Got yeah, you. yeah. Like he's had 12.
5: Yeah. Got you. <laughs> exactly. got you. Got
3: you. Yes. From an injury standpoint, yes, it's certainly a risk. Um, But yeah, like I said, I think you can still go out and get him still draft your point guard, have him groom that point guard. And if he's healthy, I still think he can help this team, even though, you know, he's taken a couple steps back a little bit. So I, I think it's a win-win for both teams.
5: Yeah, no, and I think the other thing is people, you know, since last offseason have wanted the Knicks to use their cap space for things other than just signing free agents. Mm-hmm. And here's an example of, I'm assuming, you know, that draft considerations is, is partly because they're they're moving a, a large contract where, you know, Randall is, is I guess, make, yeah, he makes less. Randall's so about 18
3: up. and Conley's 34.
5: Right. So you're freeing up like $16 million of immediate cap space at a cost. And the Knicks, because they have so much cap space they don't have to match salary if they do the trade after clearing off some of their non-guaranteed contracts so they can just absorb it back. So to me, it's also like a benefit from that standpoint. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, one thing on Randall is, you know, it's easy, I think for Knicks fans that, you know, tired of seeing him do the same sort of things last season and it got frustrated, but it's, you know, if Mitch wasn't here, if Mitch wasn't like a center, you know, a cornerstone piece. right? Then you know what you can maybe you know make an argument for how Randall can fit into the right offense. You got a new coach coming in, and and maybe that can help, right? But it just doesn't make sense when Mitch is the guy that you want to develop to have right. Randall, you know, playing next to him.
3: Yeah, I agree, yep. and and uh, and that's why I think that they they will look to to deal him um, because, like I said, with Utah, they want to keep the Spider happy. They're going to max him out. And I think they're going to look for that cap. They don't have much cap space. Uh, they're not working with much cap space right now. And, and so you do that deal, it frees them up. They can go out. Maybe they go out and, and try to get Danilo in here. Um, certainly there was a need for front court depth. They showed that in the bubble. They struggled uh, to provide some depth behind Gobert, some scoring depth as well, mm-hmm. especially with um, Bojanovic out. So I, I think it's a trade that that makes sense for both teams. Let, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Brick City, Newark. Towan is with us. He wants to weigh in on the point guard situation. What's going on, man?
6: Hey, how you doing? How you feeling, bro? I'm all right. You? Uh, I'm just looking at the NBA. It's, it's starting to be. It's starting to be like rap, rap music, like the mumble rap thing. <laughs> you know, as far as, uh, like I mean, you. I'm serious. Uh, you got mumble rap, and then you got you got people that like lyrics. So now, when it when it comes to basketball, everybody's looking for a point guard that scores thirty and forty points. It's not like back in the day when you got a point guard that distributed the ball. You know what I'm saying? The conventional point guard. And then um, you got point guards in your own backyard, like you got a Shamari Ponds look, looking for work. You got you got people like like uh, Marcus uh, Lavette out of St. John's. He's a passer and, and he can score. I mean, it's not too far to look. You know what I'm saying? That's you know, that's that's just my, my thought of it. And then as far as uh drafting a point guard, mm-hmm. I would I would go with Tyrese uh Halliburton because okay. I mean he's he's more complete. The next complete thing to to uh to ball I I believe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's who I would want to run the the backcourt. We got scorers. We just need to get A point guard Mm. that can distribute the ball to these people.
3: That's it. Appreciate the call, man. That's Um, all
6: I got. I mean, we we definitely need some
3: scores. I'm going to disagree with you on that one. We definitely need somebody that can put the ball in the hole. But, you know, I think his point is that there's plenty of ways to skin a cat. No, you don't need the next Kyrie Irving. But until you get that person on the wing that can be that dog for you, it, 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 it's, you're gonna look for the point guard, man, to, to get the, yeah. to get you guys in order and be that engine. Um, exactly. JB, I had I haven't spoken to you since the lottery and everything. What what are your um thoughts on the draft? Are you point guard or bust? Is there a prospect that you like so far? What, what are you thinking?
5: Yeah, no, I mean, I always say with the draft, I don't watch these kids, so I, I'd be making things up to tell yeah. you I really like one guy to other, but you know, obviously falling to eight, it just to me opens everything up. I really think it makes it more likely they move that pick, whether it's to, you know, acquire a, a veteran guy or to move up, um, or I guess to move back, right, to get more picks. Um, so, no, there's, you know, I, I think people are convincing me that, that what is it, Poku, they call him? Yeah, I know Poku Macri, <laughs> Ma- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know Macri and Spencer and all them, they, yeah. they're trying to convince me on, on him. But, um, you know, I think a guy like Tyrese Halliburton, he seems like the safe pick, but it seems like no one is really excited about him. Um, And you worry about the Knicks making a move like that. So, but like I said, I just, I just don't know these prospects well enough to feel like, Oh, you know, they got to go get this guy versus they got to go that guy. But back to that caller. I mean, to me, that has been something though. I feel like we have talked about for a little while with the Knicks, where it's always about, they got to go out and get this point guard. And it's usually about a point guard who can score. And it's like, I don't know a lot of a lot of really good teams. I know now we're seeing it with Harden and the Rockets, but you know, traditionally, to his point, you you don't have your point guard being your leading scorer always yeah. on it's these the teams, wing, right? It, it's the wing. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, I I see his point there too. Yeah, if, you it's a you po-
4: if you have a playmaking wing, right, then it, it it doesn't, you know, behoove you to get a point guard who can do all that for you. But since we don't really have a playmaking wing, I know RJ has potential to maybe do that, even though he hasn't really played that role. And we don't really know what we have with that. But until we have a playmaking wing, then it just seems more essential to have a guard who can at least bare minimum to me break down the defense um without a screen, which is why I wouldn't go Halliburton, even though I do like uh Halliburton's game in general. But I just feel like we do need someone who can not down threes, break down a defense. And set the table a little bit for the guys around us
3: Yeah, I, I think it all depends on who you have And, and you guys have both made excellent points, right? Um, the, the the wing being that playmaking engine I think Hal Burton is going to be able to help any team the, Just based on his profile, his defensive acumen And his catch and shoot uh, prowess from three um, It's just who is that next piece Whether it's at right. the three or the four That's going to put, put the rest of the pieces yep. together it, You know what I'm saying? Um, so again, interesting, I, but I'm like you, JB, I go off of mainly profiles, right? Like around that time of eight of the eighth pick, you're seeing a lot of, uh, wings at that spot. you are seeing some three D yep. wings. You're seeing an, an Isaac Kakora who many are, uh, comparing to a Jimmy Butler type. Right. And I, I'm, my point is swing for the ceiling, swing for the highest yep. ceiling, whatever, whoever they have on that draft board. I don't want to go safe. You know, if Halliburton, if his sell, are the safe picks? Go somewhere else. You know, swing for the fences at eight, and, and see where you end up. You know, see, yeah.
5: See no, where I, you I end up. think I think that's fine. And you know, every draft the data best versus fit. It's like, you know, we go back and look at these drafts. And when are you ever going back looking at a draft saying, "Oh, you know, I'm glad this team took this player because of the position." Like. You're just looking at who are the best players taken. Yeah. Now I will say you don't want to necessarily draft a guy that you have some, you know, like we have Mitch. They, they, you know, if you're going to keep him on the team, and I guess will be the next topic we talk about long term, then obviously you might hurt the development of a player at the same position. So maybe he doesn't right. realize his potential the same as he would if he was somewhere else. Yeah. So in that regard, it makes sense to consider position, but otherwise, yeah, just just you really got to take the best guy. That that's what's going to matter. In the end.
3: Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Um, back to the phones. Let's go to uh West Coach Josh from San Diego who's with us. Josh, how you feeling, man?
7: What's going on, CP? How you doing today? How, how you feeling, bro? Not much, not much. Um, so first thing I want to say is I uh I think that would be a really good trade for the Knicks to make. Um the Randall for Conley straight up trade. Um but I, I do want to defend Julius Randall a little bit in this standpoint because I know a lot of Knicks fans hate him.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh
7: Julius Randle was our best player last year, and we really didn't have a, a really good point guard to really handle the ball like that, and we had no spacing. Um, just because Julius Randle was doing the, perma- like the majority of the ball handling, and which is not really something that he was really good at, I feel like Knicks fans are really just uh, criticizing him a little bit too much. I think if the roster was a little bit more balanced and you had that spacing on the floor, Julius Randle would be more of an asset than a detriment yes. to the team. So that's, think, that's number I one. I With yep. all that being said, well, I, I do like right. that trade. Um, I think bringing Conley, even though his contract is steep, you have a point guard right there, former all-star. Not only his scoring ability, his three-point shooting, and his ability to to distribute and everything like that. So I think that's a a really good deal. And um, last thing I want to say, I really don't like the fact that Knicks fans are calling Mitchell Robinson a cornerstone. I really am struggling with that because... The guy really can't do really much on offense. I mean, no other franchise would consider a player like Mitchell Robinson a cornerstone. Mitchell Robinson is someone that's going to develop into a complementary role player type of player on any other team that you put around others. But us as Knicks fans, we don't really have anybody else, so we call Mitchell Robinson his cornerstone. I can't really struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Hey,
3: interesting, yeah. and and that's a perfect segue um, <laughs> to to JB's article with the Daily Knicks. Is JB, you wrote about uh, some of the contract options that the Knicks will be yep. facing in, in terms of Mitchell Robinson's future. Man, just just talk a little bit about um, about your your piece there and what you were thinking.
5: Yeah, no, I think that the question is exactly what that caller brought up, right? Like he is a cornerstone in the sense of based on the assets the Knicks currently have. You look at Mitchell Robinson and RJ Barrett, and that those are your best assets, right? but in terms of when you're now thinking about he, you know, he signed a four year contract, but since he was a second round pick, and this is what I covered in the article, his contract works a little different. So normally when you are a first round pick, you're on a rookie scale contract. And after four years, you become a restricted free agent. So you're, you know, the team gets a chance to keep you, but what's different. And we saw this with, um, with Nikolai Jokic in Denver is if you're a second round pick, After four years, you become an unrestricted free agent. So you're free to go anywhere. So the Knicks are in a position right now where, um, since it's the second year anniversary of his contract, he's now eligible for an extension and they need to decide, do we extend this guy now thinking he's going to develop into maybe, you know, either a star player or a role player. That's so good. They can't live without him. And I feel like that's a better way maybe to describe Mitch. And if so, can you extend him now for a cheaper price than if you wait until either next year when when you can make him restricted or the year after when he's unrestricted? The problem though with doing that is he's so cheap right now. He's yeah. he's gonna make 1.6 million next year and 1.8 million the year after that. So you you have to say to yourself, well, geez, if we do nothing and he develops like we think he does over the next two years, yeah, he's gonna be expensive, but we just got all that production for less than four million dollars over two years. So so there's a lot to consider there.
4: Yes. Go ahead, Jails. It's it's like stock, man. It's just like (laughs) it's like it's like stock, like by high or low. I mean, if it I think bare minimum he's going to be a rotational piece. Even if like even if he develops a little bit more in the defense end, which I fully expect on the time of the I feel like he'll be a rotational piece. For years to come. So I would definitely try to extend Mitch personally and and just right now. Right now. I would I would extend Mitch personally. Yeah. And then um and then and then um and then see what happens. I, I fully expect him to develop at least to as a guy who can, you know, um set a proper screen, block some shots, get the rebounds. I think that's going to be in his future. Now whether he expands his offensive game is another story. He seems like he's done that a little bit in high school he's putting the work in the summer will they let him go will they let mitch sham god who knows
3: (laughs) (laughs) well i mean look i i think and this is my guy y'all know i I go to war for mitch but i would wait i would wait keep the cap flexible Continue to build with complementary pieces. You don't know if you're going to have to go out and get a, a 3 and D wing or another stretch for a point guard. Keep the cap flexible for the next two years. Um, and see how his game progresses, right? Two things yep. you're going to know. You, you're going to know that they're going to be upgrading in talent over those next two years. So you, you would think that his game is automatically going to elevate. But my question is... What will Tibbs, Kenny Payne, Woodson, how will they get him to expand his game a little bit? Not turning him in, into AD, you know, baby steps here, but can he put the ball on the ground a little bit, right? Can he pass it a little bit? One thing about Tibbs' offense is, whether it was Noah or Carl Anthony Towns, he had a, 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 a big that was better yep. than average at passing. You know, Noah increases his assist per game from 1.8 before Tibbs to up to 5 at one point, 2013-14 uh, season. Obviously, I don't know if Mitch can get to that point. But again, my question is, from a development standpoint, um, how much will his game evolve over the next two years? Right. And I'm willing to take my risk to go into free agency and say, okay, at this point, who do we have on this roster? Where are we going? And now does it make sense to use his bird rights and, and give him a bag if, if that's what he commands?
4: Like, here's Here's my thing, though. If I feel like me personally, if I feel like he's going to be at least this, when Mm -hmm. I say extend him, I'm not saying extend him for the, if I'm extending him and giving him security, I'm coming to the table with at least like, uh, you know, seven mil around that range, like a little, a a little under market value, a little bump. Yeah, yeah. No, that, right. That's
5: the key, right? Exactly. them. You got to get them on that discount.
4: Yep. exactly. I'm not going to. The get question though
5: is, what the disc, like how Rich, much of a discount? Rich Paul's Seven.
3: not going for no discount, man.
5: Rich Paul and discount right. <laughs> do not go hand in hand. But it's just like that. I think that's the big debate, right? That that's happened on uh, all these Twitter threads that you know we all jump on. It's like, well, how much is he really worth right now? You yeah. know, and I I think that's that's a tricky thing, and I think especially like you're alluding to with playmaking and yeah maybe under tibbs he can develop these things but to have a big man in a modern mba who doesn't shoot the three right isn't really a playmaker by you know any sense of the word he just really does the things really a traditional big done just really well right like that that's kind of what he does but even that a traditional big had post moves right like had some sort of offensive game away from the two feet around the rim yeah so you are really like you have to be so elite at those skills to justify you know a a large percentage of the cap um you you know I I think waiting you know it it allows you to see if he's going to develop anything outside of that uh, yeah. yeah.
3: And and it's, that's that's why I'm waiting. And and not only that, on the offensive side, um, how about his discipline defensively? Like he had improved from freshman year to this year in terms of just staying out on the court. But he was still I think per thirty six, he was still averaging about five fouls a game. So, you know, can he stay on the court? You know, is he gonna be a liability yep. when they throw more switches at him and he's guarding threes and fours and twos out there on the switch can he stay out there on the court and, and not be a, a a liability from that standpoint
5: well first, i'm going to throw a hand grenade into this mm-hmm. but two years and i know we can't say this guy's name anymore but let's just pretend <laughs> let's forget the trade for a second Kristaps Porzingis after two years if you talk to knicks fans then when we talk about cornerstone player right Like, to me, that's the other thing with Mitch is it's like, if you are a, you know, a hoops junkie or a fan of the team, you know, like what Mitch can offer. But I think that there is a feeling that, you know, the Knicks or the Knicks community feels his value is a little higher than maybe the broader NBA community does right now. Mm -hmm. And I just can't decide would that allow the Knicks to sign him to a... A friendly deal or not because right now you're not competing against anyone right so there's no way for him to see there's not anything else out there higher so you might end up paying him more like that that's what i'm not sure about so it's a tricky situation but i just think you know it's not a home run and and you gotta you gotta wonder like do do you make a gamble at a time you don't have to when it's not a home run
3: Greet you wholeheartedly, man. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Creeping up on 600 on YouTube. Salute to everybody once again. Um, please share these videos. Salute to everybody watching on Facebook. If you guys are new in the chat, leave us a hashtag new so we can shout you guys out. So far, we've covered uh, a potential Randall deal, Randall for Conley. Leave a comment in the chat. Let us know what you think about that. And Mitchell Robinson, you know, what is Mitch's worth? Uh, down the road to this team and, and when do you see them when do you feel like they should uh, try to reem up on the deal because I know Clutch uh, Rich Paul and Clutch are not going to go quietly into the night on that contract well you can you can uh, guarantee that one uh, who else we got in the chat here So to all the mods we got Ty Champ team hashtag new welcome Ty Champ Anthony David in the chat says keep Bobby Portis we got a vote for Bobby Portis oh, wow. in the chat in the chat. All right. Keep Bob. Bobby's been working. Bob, Bobby's working to the south season We got Camario Jarvis checking in from uh, Bermuda, I think. So salute so, uh, Camario. All right, let's get to the phones. Haven't heard from my guy in a while. Ron Cleveland in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Ron, what's going on, man? Man, man, man,
2: <laughs> man, man, man. What's going on, CP, All right. Ryan, how you feeling, bro? Talk to me, man. How you been, man? Hey, I've been, I've been doing good, man. I've Been doing good, man. Hey, I'm, I'm listening to you guys, man. And, uh, um, I got, I got to start with, with Mitchell Robinson. I mean, it's, it's a no brainer to me. The guy is, is a cornerstone play piece for the Knicks. You go ahead and, and you sign him now, because it's going to be cheaper to keep him at this rate. And, and you think about it. You can get that guy. You can lock him up for about five years in that forty, and and even at five years, forty million. Eight, you're talking eight million a season. Even if he don't progress any further than what he does now, that's, that's still a good deal yeah. for the Knicks. Yeah, we that's won't believe that, that. You
5: mm-hmm. know what I mean?
2: And, mm-hmm. and the thing is, when you look at the reason why you would would go ahead and lock him up now, and why I consider him a cornerstone, we look at some of the games that this guy has, where he just seriously just takes over the game and don't even have a go-to offensive repertoire other than, than putting back and put backs and dunks, you know, putting stuff back around the rim, rebounding, shot blocking. Mitchell Robinson is a problem, and the ability that he has at, at his size even to stay in front of guys that's smaller than him. The guy defense is exceptional. So that's what makes him a cornerstone piece. You go ahead and, and sign him and you keep him. You think about it, when the last time that we had a defensive player with the mindset like him, with the ability to do that. Yeah, Kristoff was, was a good round-the-rim protector, but not the ability to move his feet like like Porzingis. I mean, not yep. like, like Mitch. You know what I mean? So you go ahead and you do that. Julius Randle, he has to go. He has to go. You can't keep Julius Randle and, and RJ. Both them guys like the same spots on the floor. It's gonna clog the lane up. You gotta you gotta move on from Julius Randle. Plus, we know he's not the future. We're not gonna going keep him. That Conley move, from what I'm hearing, I don't have a problem with that move at all. CPJ Ellis, man, and I tell you the reason why. We've been looking for a point guard since Steph Murray. Steph Stephon Marbury. Marbury. We hadn't had a point guard since Stephon Marbury. Let that sink in. Let tell that him. really sink in. So Mike Conley and, and the thing is do we wanna wait on a point guard to develop? We know New York is impatient. We're impatient. Let's just be real about it. We are impatient. We can't afford to wait. We need to go ahead and just get somebody established. If we can't get Van Bleek, go ahead and get Conley. But we gotta get an established point guard. And I ain't even messing with getting Chris Paul telling you the truth. Yeah. But we can't we can't get no no, no point guard we gotta wait on. And with that, fellas, that's my take on it. Y'all have a good evening. Hey, Nick's family, we going to roll, man. It's a new sheriff in town. His name is Leon Rose. You heard me?
3: <laughs> Salute, Ron. Good to hear from yeah, you, man. man. It's been a yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, Listen, you know, every point guard's not going to come in and shine like John Morant. You know, it's going to take some time. And that's why I think having a stopgap, I, I said CP3 earlier. I was on board. I think, I think his price may change. We will see yep. what the cap situation is. Um, you know, how that influences everything. But again, you bring in a Conley. It's a nice stop cap. Maybe you can get him for way cheaper, you know, come down on that deal a little bit once that deal expires and have him in there as a care- caretaker until your point guard of the future uh, makes his way up.
4: Yep. Mm-hmm. I-, I definitely agree with that. And to go back to Mitch too, like I know he's not perfect on defense, but I still feel like the just the potential to guard wings and switch and Block three-point shots. I don't think there's that many bigs out there who can do that, which is why I'm, I'm intrigued by keeping Mitch around. Yeah. And like yeah. I said, extend him, but not you know, not give him the full, the full big man bag. But yeah. like you know, like the Capella. Yeah, exactly. Not the Capella bag, not but this Capella is like, bag. listen, we're well, gonna we- invest a little bit in you because I feel like you'll be this at least. So
5: and the then- max that they could give him right now an extension, the way it works, would be. I think it was four years 56 million they could put in a signing bonus in there but what about that like we're talking i think everyone agrees those seven eight million you know that that's a pretty safe contract right to sign but if it was more like 14 15 million which i've seen that a number that people guess he could be worth which again that's not you know that's not a max contract but um what about that you guys think you'd be comfortable with that uh no
4: Nah, that's I like that's too much. Nah, that's it's a little bit enough. too much of a gamble. Yeah, seven to eight, maximum nine, closer to ten, but fourteen. Nah, too much. Okay.
3: Not right now. Not right now. That's my guy. I'm telling yeah. you right now, that's my guy. But I, I would wait it out. I would wait it out. And and again, if they feel like he's worth it, I'll go over the cap to sign him, pay the tax, whatever it is. If if they're at a place where keeping him makes sense
5: yep
3: so uh again interesting debate man interesting debate um super chats came in raw hebrew remnant said mitch's special period extend him now uh he said three years 24 36 so um yeah so he's saying between 8 to 12 we should stop this in our own plays do it as 22 no it's not dissing them all maybe people in the chat are dissing them but no it's not dissing them it's just It's a debate that the front office is going to have to, you know, is going to have to have. It's a realistic uh, conversation.
5: Mm -hmm. Alan Byrne. Especially like we, we, sorry, I was going to say, especially though, like we're saying, you're comparing to, he's going to make 1.6 and 1.8. So you got to ask yourself over the next two years. So it's not even like, is he, what is he worth? You also have to compare it at, you can keep him for just that amount for two more years. Right, right. That, yeah.
3: That's exactly right. Um, so to Alan Berman, he says, Can Conley spin into three defenders and lose the ball with the game <laughs> on the line.
5: <laughs> Y'all really want to lose that? Hashtag Dizzy Gang.
3: Hashtag Dizzy Gang, hashtag keep Mitch. Dizzy Gang. <laughs> 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 <Damn>. <laughs> Listen, man, Julius he 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 just had the heart of a champion. That's all, man.
4: Yeah, I feel bad for Julius sometimes, man, because I know we we roast him so bad, but he's
5: not that bad. It's just it's just a bad fit, man. That's a bad fit. Exactly. And it took him it just took him longer than it seemed like it should have early in the year to realize when there's five guys around me. And even like if he got caught along the sidelines, it's like the whole other team is surrounding you. Just that visual should be like pass the ball, and yeah. he wouldn't, you know. Yeah. Just- mm-hmm.
3: Well, if he's here, hopefully, um, Fizz. I mean, Tibbs will, you know, get him going. You know, that's all we can hope for is just more, more development. And if they bring in, you know, they're bringing in his big man coach Kenny Payne. Hopefully, they they rein him in if he's still here. Um, nice. shout out Mingo Kersey. He's team hashtag new. Salute to Mingo Kersey. Everybody in team hashtag new. Salute to everybody. All right, let's get another phone call in here. Let's go to um. Let's go down South Florida. Oh, Skrilla in here. What's going on, bro?
4: You.
8: Hey, what's up, fellas? How
6: you feeling, so, bro? You got, yeah, yeah. So, so, I I
8: agree. My fault. Yeah, I agree with uh with Ron. You know, I think you know I feel the same way about uh Mitch. You know, I think I think we should lock him in. You know, before he, uh, Tibbs turns him into defensive player of the year, basically. Because I think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'll tell y'all mm-hmm. something, too. I think, I think the same thing with Frank. I think because Frank's contract's about to be up, I think we should lock him in before he turns into something and get him on the cheap and maybe lock him in for like four or five years and have that kind of defense, two defensive guys, real young. You know what I mean? Locked mm-hmm. in for super cheap. Mm-hmm before they, you know, do something to increase their value.
4: JL, so you wanna say something, guy, bro. I'm a Frank fan, like I like Frank, but I feel like we have a lot more leverage with Frank than Mitch. Yeah. I wouldn't, um, as much as I like Frank and I think he, he can be a good piece, I wouldn't lock him in just yet. There's a lot more to prove with Frank to me. So yeah, uh, that's how I see on that.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think the leverage point, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, what, what can Frank even ask for right now, right? So Yeah, Frank Frank maybe. has no
3: leverage, and and he's completely replaceable. I mean, let's just be real. Um, right now, right. he is what he is right now. I'll take him, and, and let's see how he executes Tibbs' system, because you're going to need guys like that here, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he has no leverage, really.
5: Right, but I mean, to the caller's point, though, the teams who guess right about this stuff, right, you lock these guys in. When, when you can get, when the Nick when you have all the leverage as a right. team and you can get, when you guess right, that's that's the difference maker, yeah. right? When you, mm-hmm. you know, Golden State, for everything they did, their key thing was they got Steph Curry coming off that injury, right? right. So yep. they, I mean, mm-hmm. it's all about signing these guys where it gives you then the flexibility to do other things. So, um, you know, it's just, I guess, a matter of, do you think, you know, Frank and Mitch are those are those pieces or not? But, um if you guess right, that, that gives you a big advantage.
4: It's a game yeah, for sure. Go ahead, Jails. Oh, man, nothing nothing important. Just something stupid. Like, I always thought if the Knicks actually did draft Steph when he had went through his ankle problems, I feel like we would have traded him. They would have traded him for Mello anyway. We would have messed it up. And yeah, traded him. they would have <laughs> traded him
3: for Mello, man. His ankles would have never healed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> His ankles would have never healed, man. Somebody in the chat said that uh, Julius blocked Macri. Is this true? We need confirmation. Yes. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. Julius he yeah, right here
4: Yeah, he was what? on the he was on um he was on uh, our Nick of Time last week, and he was talking about Mac uh, Julius, and he went to check up some stats or something. To see or something. <laughs> And then he couldn't see anything. <laughs> he was just
3: <laughs> passing by and got blocked. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh my guy, Alex Strataro said he got blocked. He didn't even know what he did.
4: Hey, man, I got I got yeah. blocked by Joe Button. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, right.
3: That's because people refuse to take Joe Button's... Yo, we had, like, a year-long debate, a Knicks debate, and somebody threw Joe Button in there, and he repeatedly asked, like, yo, can you please take yeah. me off this thread? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody did it. Oh, Nobody yeah, took man. them off, and I go. just got blocked by yeah. association.
4: JL right. and, then,
3: and then we've all been blocked
5: by Howard Beck, so there you go.
3: I never, <laughs> I haven't been blocked. I haven't been blocked by Beck, oh, Isola, right. no players. I don't know. I've been, I've been keeping a, a clean streak so far.
5: I guess
0: so.
3: I, Isola Same. did hit me in the, on the DMs one time, though
0: a couple yeah. times oh okay
4: yeah You're part of that
3: club okay. yeah yeah so i am part of yeah. the isola dm club that, yeah. that weird
4: thing he's got going <laughs> well, on i'm not part of the dm club but he did hit me in the comments a little spicy like <laughs> so he was like you can do a podcast huh and i was like we should come on yeah <laughs> yeah
3: there you go oh man i forgot oh this was um summer of uh the draft speaking of frank summer of the draft this is the first show of Knicks Fan TV. So I'm taking a break from recording my, my vlog. And I'm at a bar. I'm at a happy hour on a rooftop. And so people are talking to me because they see me recording and they see me with the Knicks gear on. So I'm talking to some random dude. And he mentioned I sold. Him. I'm like, yeah, I saw as a hack. He's trash, blah say, blah say, blah. And who was like, oh, he's actually my best friend. We went to high school together.
5: And, and, ah. Oh man, that's like one of those commercials. Need to get away. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh well,
3: yeah, you know, yeah, he's trash. <laughs> All right, Wesley from Brooklyn, what's going on, man?
6: Hey, how's it going? Uh, I just want to talk about the the draft. Okay. Um, what do you What do you think? Being that we got such a, I said, being that we got such a, a a late pick, I was thinking that they should drive the point guard Grant Riddler. With and um, since we got two, I thought they should they should, two two first round. I think they should get uh Vernon Carney from the from Duke. Okay, I mean, and, and, and the, um, oh, I, I
3: cut him off. Um. Get get ahead with your last they point, bro. The,
7: the center, who
8: who? Uh, Udoka. Oh, Asibuke. Asibuke.
3: Asibuke. Yeah, from Kansas. All right, pre- appreciate the call, man. I mean, from from what I read, I'm I'm not a draft expert by any stretch, but it seems like a guy like a Grant Riley, you can get way later in the draft. Maybe he's there at 27, maybe at 38. You know, if they can get him, I'm hearing good things about him. You know, people have mm-hmm. some good things to say, but not at eight. You know, you're not going to go with him at eight, but. Um, yeah, but but I'm hearing good things about Grant Ryla, but he, he should be there for 27 or, or 38. Um, another OG back with us, J. Ellis. This is, this is a reunion show. Max from the Bronx in the building. What's yeah, going on, Max. Yo, Max.
1: Yo, C P J Ellis was good. What's
0: good, going bro? on,
6: bro? No,
1: cpj Ellis was good. Good. I can't hear y'all if y'all
4: talking. Oh, damn. Yeah, we
3: good. We good. Get Go ahead, yeah. Go ahead with your Hello? point, bro. We good. Yeah, we good, bro. Get Go with your point. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, loud and clear.
1: All right, so, okay, good. Alright, all right, so cool. So yeah, we gotta trade Julius Randle because we all know <laughs> you know, we can't have that. Because people actually think RG had like a bad season. And he had like the worst spacing ever in history of freaking basketball. Yeah. It's yep. like it was worse than 90s Knicks basketball watching yeah. him play last year. You know what I'm saying? We can't have Julius on the floor. You need to develop your guys. So I asked you guys this question. You guys were debating whether you should pay Frank. Now, there's a guy named in the playoffs called, what, what's the name, Lou Dort, right? Now, yep. is Lou Dort better than Frank? Maybe. I don't know. Is it really a debate? can Frank do exactly what Lou Dort was doing in this playoffs? Of course he can. You pay that man, you pay him four years, 20 million, 25 million, get him on the cheap, have him be coached on the tips, and then watch him grow. We have, like, the worst development staff in the last couple years. You can't just sit there with no good players, or with some rookies and some young players. You know that. You didn't know how to develop nobody. <laughs> you, you you pay mix. You don't trade these players. You you grow players. That's what Denver does. That's what smart organizations do. Now, one more thing in terms of the draft. In the draft, we I think we should wait to, like, the second pick of the first round to maybe think of a point goal. Right now, we need as much spacing and versatile players as possible. So if you need an Aaron, I think his name is Nate Smith, who shot like 50% from three, Or um, the guy that, um Vassal, you need those kind of players. Mm-hmm. and open floor for RJ and Mitch. And you'll see RJ can have his 20 points this, year, this upcoming year if you let him if you develop the team the right way. And I'm still not down on Knox like that. I think Knox is just he needs some fire on his belly, but Knox can hit a wide open three. Knox can play, if he grows some muscles, he can play a small, like a small ball four. You know what I'm saying? So I think this team is not as bad as people make it seem. I just think we need to develop, it, develop these players the right way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yep.
3: <clears throat> yeah, I, I hear you, man. And, and um, again, at eight. They got options. Obviously, I don't think the trade-up is going to be there for them to get LaMelo, but I think Hayes could be there for them. Halliburton Mm -hmm. could be there for them. Where do they rank Lewis? Where do they rank Cole Anthony on their point guard depth chart? How do they feel about Okoro if he drops or or Toppin or Vassell if he drops? Um, The Celtics with three first-round picks, 12 players on the contract, they could be a trade-down partner Mm -hmm. starting at 14, you know, I think there's um, there's some some prospects there uh, for the trade down as well. So it all depends. It all depends on, on how the Knicks draft board looks and, um, and how they want to utilize it. But, again, I wouldn't reach up for the point guard if they don't feel like, you know, he's there for them at eight. Yeah, I, I wouldn't reach up. There's a lot of point guard prospects in this draft. They feel like they mm-hmm. can get a guy that they want to develop in their system at 27, go for it. Yeah. Go for yeah it. No, I think
5: it's like, especially when guys can drop like
3: yeah you
5: know someone like Killian Hayes he's all over the place on the board right right so you could have a guy that for you might have third on the whole board that is somehow available at eight so that to me it's the guys like that that have a lot of variability that um could be interesting at eight because like I said you could have him really high up your board and for whatever reason he fell to you
4: man. I if Killian is there at that's eight. I'm guy, taking right, him, that's my <laughs> guy. If Killian is there at eight, I'm taking him. I just I don't yep. expect him to get past Detroit because I know they need a point guard too. And I know they got Derek Rose and all, but you know, he's a little older and I feel like they want to go with a youth movement and might use him as a trade chip eventually, but yeah, I'm going Killian if he's available, and, and I'm yep. not turning back. Yeah. Hey,
3: I, I would have no problem with that, man.
4: Um, so to everybody in
3: the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Just a reminder, tonight's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. J.L.S. and J.B., man, the Nuggets bounced back heavy last night against the Clippers, Woo. and the people at Manscaped want to protect your Nuggets. That's with the Lawn Mower <laughs> 3.0. It's cordless. Excellent battery life comes with a state-of-the-art ceramic blade to keep you safe from NYX. This is the perfect grooming tool, the number one men's grooming tool for below-the-waist hygiene, make no mistake. Um, LED light, like I said, waterproof, great design. Right now, go to manscaped.com to get 20% off plus free shipping with promo code NYX. Manscaped.com, promo code NYX. right, just had to pay bills a little bit. Um, Max had, uh, had spoken about RJ and speaking of RJ Barrett, the rookie of the year announcements were made and, uh, John Morant, to, to no one's surprise made it salute to John. He was an absolute beast. Mm -hmm. Um, RJ finished eighth, RJ Barrett finished eighth. Did you guys JP or JLs, did you guys have any issues with, with the standings and, and RJ's finish?
5: I mean, he, got, he had to get that one third place vote to make the list. And I've been saying that. I think it's, I think it's Berman. That was that Berman. Vote. That was definitely Berman. Yeah. You yeah. saw him in, in comments, you know, being <laughs> like, how are people voting for Zion? He played 19, well, it was 19 games before the, the yeah. uh, Orlando thing, right? That was Berman. But, um,
4: definitely Berman.
5: To me, I just have a hard time with, like, looking at shitty Ben, like, six or eight whatever i think it's just clear he he clearly wasn't one of the best rookies so i don't have a problem with it at all and, and i'm not going to get upset if if he's eight instead of you know whatever number you want to tell me he should have been yeah. it, it just you know it's not all his fault he came into a situation you're a rookie you start off four and 18 you have a new coach then you gotta you know the president yeah. change over you know the spacing everything we've talked about right so it's not all his fault but he just clearly, to me, wasn't one of the top rookies, whether it's partly his fault or not. You know, his true shooting percentage amongst, you know, I think all players was one of the worst in, in the NBA. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it, there's a little blame everywhere there. But uh. you know, he wasn't one of the best rookies. Let's put it that way. We know that is true. Should he have been hired than eight? I guess you guys can tell me what you think there. Yeah, that's what you
4: think. You should be higher than eight. <laughs> that's his really- risk. I, 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 like like I get the issues and stuff, but he still was like, wasn't he like top three or top four in every category? But shooting, yeah, players? I guess it was really advanced stats.
3: Advanced stats, he was terrible, right? On the surface, right, right. when you talk about points, rebounds, assists, yeah, he was he was up there with the rest of them. Um, just advanced stats, was he much of an impact
4: rookie? I think that's where the question was. Yeah, advanced stats is like a Twitter stats, <laughs> but it's like. <laughs> To me, I mean, I guess, I guess for me, like, just like we said, like, you see what happened. I guess for me, considering how bad the spacing has been, I feel like he still was able to kind of produce a little bit despite the bad spacing. And even though he wasn't finishing crazy because he had four, three or four people draped over him like a cheap suit, he was still able to draw like, I think, I think he draw the most fouls out of anybody. So he's like, he still made something from nothing with the bad Mm -hmm. spacing. So, I don't know. Eighth is like, I don't know, ridiculous to me, man. Yeah. But it is what it is. It's. it's I think he's going to look completely different with shooters around him, and yes. he's going to look way better. Yeah, no, that, that's definitely true.
3: I, I think he'll look a lot better. I mean, what happened to the shooters? You know, they brought in Ellington, they brought in Bullock. Um, those guys have reputations for being good shooters, man. They they did not deliver for him. Um, Kevin Knox did not come through for him, you know. I think again, I think yes, RJ was dealt a bad hand, especially in the beginning of the season when you were dealing with uh um guys that dominated the ball like Julius Randle, Marcus Morris and and even Payton, whose favorite right. target was uh Julius. So I think he, he caught a bad hand there. A free throw shooting and and, and uh, just regular field goal percentage needs to improve. Absolutely, no doubt about it. Uh, in terms of the list, you know, once you get out of the contention, right, the contenders, which is, like, top three, Jao ran away with it. So there was really yep. no yeah, like second-guessing it. So I think That's once the- you get out of, like, that top three, Everything else is just like whatever. I think once you see Zion at number two, you can throw the whole thing in the garbage because well, that's a thing.: yeah. A kid that yeah. plays 19 games and you putting him up there second place. That's just ridiculous you right. know that's just a complete slap in the face i think hero got got snubbed from the list completely. i was gonna
5: say that's who i was gonna bring up He's yeah the one that yeah. <laughs> yeah tyler hero hero's a, a damn
3: assassin he he was completely um off that list on a good team on a good team on a good team how on how a, a good yeah. team but you know if you look at the rest of the guys on this list kendrick nunn obviously miami had an outstanding season um Plus zion waste brandon clark had a great season Great season for Memphis. He he was outstanding. I thought Kobe White played okay. I thought he was okay. Mm-hmm. The second half he finished strong. Eric Pascal on a worse team than the Knicks
4: you, gets the votes.
3: You could argue statistically was a bit better. Um, Terrence Davis again world champs. He, you know he fitted. He played a role on Toronto and then R.J. finished eighth. So whatever. I, I think R.J. is going to use that for for motivation. We know he's in the gym. His trainer was uh, on Twitter saying that he's working on his shot. He's working on his shiftiness. So let, let's see how he bounces back for, for year two, man. But I'm, I'm looking forward to RJ year two.
4: Yeah, me too, yeah. man. He was he was progressing. I feel like he was progressing in the last couple of months before this whole shutdown ended. I, I saw the free throw percentage was climbing month to month. I saw the three-point percentage was climbing month to month after that uh, injury, at least week to week. So hopefully he builds on that and RJ is good next season. Yeah, well,
5: and you mentioned the free throws, right? Like he he draws fouls, he gets yes. to the line. So to me, that is the big thing. I mean, it's it's the least advanced stat free throw shooting, right? Like, right. you know, he's got to knock down those free throws and, you know, we're talking about who's a cornerstone player or not. I mean, if you're going to have Mitch and RJ 40% of your lineup for the foreseeable future, you know, if RJ not going to shoot, you know that that really makes it where you you know you have to you have to overcompensate now at all the other positions
2: yes. yeah you got to make um, sure you
5: hit mm-hmm. yes. yep you know which is why my issue even with Lamelo ball like i know now you know they'd have to trade up and everything so maybe that doesn't happen but i just kept thinking to myself you're gonna have three guys that you're just building around about. and you're not sure any of them can can hit a jump shot like that's yeah. You know, so anyways, so that's where I want to see improvement it is with the shooting. But there's so many other things that, like you said, to, to be excited about. He is still young and I think in the right spot. He'll yeah. be fine.
3: Well well, when you think about Tibbs and you think in particular about the Butler comps, right? I mean, Jimmy's shooting mm. percentages weren't that great coming in. He was a better he was a better field goal uh, free throw shooter than RJ uh, in college coming in from Marquette. He was a, he was always above seventy five percent. Um, but you look at a Jimmy who his three point numbers were pretty abysmal this season, shooting forty percent in the bubble. Yep. You know, and, and when it comes to RJ, if you are gonna look at Jimmy and, and how he's being used, and of course in the context of Tibbs, you know, yeah. what about the clutch factor, right? Like, what yeah. about those traits that mm-hmm. don't pop necessarily on the stat sheet in the regular season, but just you know what Butler's showing, man, in this bubble is is he's he's a gamer, bro. It. He's a dog,
8: yeah, absolutely.
3: You know that dog is coming out. Get get JLS.
4: Nah, I have nothing. To, yeah, he he has that it factor, man, for sure. And I saw somebody mention the post game of RJ too. That's something else to, to think about too, because you know with these advanced NBA that they still like to shoot the three. But I think Tibbs still likes to be in the post a little bit, so you might see a little bit more post RJ this season as well. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. and he's been pretty good on post ups last season. Man. I don't I don't remember the stats off the off my mind, but I feel like he was in top like the top uh, percent, like points per possession and post-ups.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I think anything that they could do to to augment, obviously, his lack of foot speed, lack of athleticism. He's, he's got to use his size, use his size mm-hmm. to an advantage. And if that's working out the post, if you can get, um, you know, easy movement to the three-point line out of the post, uh, I, I think that's a plus. You see how they, how they use Jimmy um, on those side pick and rolls to get him downhill. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see more of that with RJ and Tibbs as well. Um, let's see who's going to be on those weak side corners. Is it going to be Dotson or Knox or Frank or right. so on? Um, you know, utilizing RJ's strengths to, to elevate the, the rest of the team. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, all right. Final call of the night. Let's go to the BX. Mario's with us. Mario, what's going on, man?
8: What's up, fellas? How you all doing tonight? How man? you feeling? All bro? Right.
5: good
8: right. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yo, CP3, I called you last week. And you kind of went at me when I was telling you about OB Toppin and you was cracking jokes. <laughs> it's all good. It's all love. <laughs> but right. I did mention that um, Golden State was interested in Frank. And you guys were like that I was crazy, that maybe they might want Frank and Julius Randle for that second pick. I um, want to know if you actually saw that rumor on the, news, on the, on the website today. Come on. And also, if you <laughs> had to keep Mitch or RJ, which one would you rather keep? I think I'd rather keep Mitch. Then RJ, um, what do you just take? You take. You take? Man, pre- appreciate the call, Mario.
3: I didn't hear that rumor, man. I don't. I don't. That's not out there. No man. way. That's, that's not out yeah, there. That, that <laughs> <ain't>, that <laughs> <ain't>, that's <laughs> not out there, man. I, I think the Knicks would walk Frank and Julius <laughs> to Golden State from Manhattan on foot. Yep. To go bring that number two pick back. So, Hell yeah. Nah, I, I don't <laughs> think that's happening. But no way
4: that's happening. Yeah, that's he
3: he likes OB at eight. We'll see. I think OB could slip, and and I think he could be a possibility for the Knicks. So we'll see what happens.
4: Man. That's a 2K trade. if I remember.
3: Yeah, I agree, man. Um, Fellas, real quick, your reactions. Our neighbors across the bridge signed Steve Nash as the head coach of the New Jersey Nets. What did you guys think about it?
5: Dale, it's at your borough, so you go first i mean listen
4: <laughs> i am not this is like a really boomer bust move to me because if i this is if i'm the Knicks and i'm taking i'm doing my usual takes on these things i have a hard time throwing a coach in making him the head coach who's never coached before in his entire life i just can't wrap my brain around that concept like my first day i'm just gonna run a whole franchise like this is a learning curve for me like it's it's not just coaching it's managing personalities it's managing assistants it's like levels so for me i mean it's i i feel like it might it looks good on paper but it might be rough yeah that's what i but um i mean maybe he will have kyrie's ear bare minimum but but you know x's and o's and defense and managing personalities i don't think it's at least, mm. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. That might blow up if it doesn't turn around quick. Mm, JB, what, what <laughs> yeah. were your thoughts on it?
5: No, I mean, yeah, I, it, it has to worry you the fact that you know it seems like Durant and Kyrie are kind of just calling the shots, right? <laughs> of, of who it is, and we get it. That's what comes with you know being able to get those guys, right? So, um, but no, I mean, I completely agree. I just think it's a risk move, like at any you can you can hit the jackpot right like for all we know there, there's stuff that that they know about Nash, his pedigree that that it makes sense and he's ready for this and and it just right. works and then you know the roster is the roster I mean we, we can talk about coaching I've, I've said this about the Knicks where you know everyone's like well what do you think about the hire what do you think about the hire? it's like the roster yeah. get the roster better <laughs> the, what? the coach is gonna look good now again when you're it, it can make a difference, I think, on the in the margin. So if you're the Nets and you're thinking I'm going to compete for a championship, I don't know. Like, does this does this make it where maybe you max out a little a little less than that? If if you know you're throwing someone into the fire who's not ready for it yet, um,
4: exactly.
5: You know, so there's no way though anyone can walk away. I think feeling like this is a great move. Right. Um, there's a lot of risk there.
6: You
3: know, I, listen, I, mm-hmm. I think they were going to make a splash once they got rid of Atkinson. Um, I thought, you know, they could have went Jeff Van Gundy to a lesser extent, Mark Jackson, but he's he's absolutely blackballed. So I think Steve Nash was, was also a, a big move for them. As you said, JB, it's it's about the horses, man. And right now they have it. And with KD coming yeah. back healthy, you have Kyrie, you have Karis Levert who put his name uh, on the map in the bubble. Do they keep Dinwiddie? Do they bring back Harris? They come back with another year of Jared Allen uh, maturity under their belt. They're gonna be they're gonna be a nice team, man. Just give credit yeah. where it's due. They're gonna be a, a very good team. So again, it's gonna come down to uh, late game execution. You know, sidelines out of balance plays. You mm-hmm. know, those those late um, situations. Is he gonna be ready for that? Who's gonna be? I think Jock Vaughn is gonna be the associate head coach. I think. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah. if, the, if the staff has has rounded out yet, but obviously they're gonna give him a guy that. Um, has extensive experience on the sidelines as well. So they, they, they bring in Jock Vaughn for that. Um, I will, you know, Stephen A. had come up with, with the topic, well, um, not come up with the topic, but he came out saying that, you know, this was a, a white privilege situation, that Steve Nash jumped over all these guys and, and, uh, and got the job. I disagree in that, yes, there is a, an issue in terms of diversity in sports, period. Um, in basketball, you only have five head, black head coaches. You know, football it's even it's even worse. You know, where it's whether it's coaching or the executive levels. But I think there's a there's a blurred line between what should be considered privilege and what is just relationships. Yeah, because mm-hmm. this to me does not happen without Katie and Kyrie signing off. You know, the Atkinson ouster was definitely them. Them mm-hmm. bringing in Steve Nash was definitely them. This is who they wanted, you know. And Ty Lue same thing. Ty Lue walked right into a championship in Cleveland. That was LeBron, yeah. LeBron wanted and David Griffin wanted, but Le- that's who LeBron wanted. So yeah. I disagree with Stephen A in terms of oh this was a privilege situation because if this is who the players want, this is who they 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 know who they've worked with. I can't knock him for making that decision.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And he's not the like and Derek Fisher, too. Derek Fisher just came straight from a game right. and started coaching yeah. the Knicks. Right. Well on his uh, way to being Kidd. one of the worst
3: coaches in Knicks history.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Jason Kidd did the same with Brooks. Like it's it's happened before with black coaches. I, like you said, there's is a diversity problem, but I mean it's it's more like who you know with that situation in specific. It's more who you yeah. know. And the, the, the all-star cachet, man. The all-star cachet has a lot to do with that as well. Steve Nash is one of the best point guards to ever play the game. So that,
3: that's you know, it, man. Uh, it where to where are you at
5: on
4: that.
2: <clears throat>
5: yeah, no, I mean, to me, I think that I come from it in the two sides of if it was in terms of how it was covered. Right. So if it was the Knicks, I feel like that point would be picked at even more. Um, although I have seen since I originally kind of brought that up that, you know, more people have been talking about that with the Nets. Um you know, I, I I defer to you guys. I guess more more on this because it, it it's something that I think it's obviously more personal to you to touch. But I think the lack of interviews is something that maybe you look at where you say, okay, mm. yeah, they handpicked him, but that doesn't mean you can't have guys come in for interviews. Give them a chance. Even when a guy's name gets in the news that he's going for an interview, it helps elevate his status, yeah. right? So maybe you can you can help guys out that way. So to me, I think that's that's another area that you say, well, why not at least run through some interviews first, yeah. right? Um, but I, you know, I I, I see what you're saying. It, it's different where this this was the star player signing off on it. If it was just the front office and it's like you know a white general manager making this decision without any input from anyone around them, I think you look at it a little bit different.
3: Yeah. Yeah like a Rooney rule right they have the Rooney rule in the NFL um is it good is it great probably not because they're still going with relationships it did get a Mike Tomlin his job with the Steelers you know Steelers only yeah. had three coaches in their history in the history of the franchise right they had Chuck Noll, they had Bill Cower and I believe it was it was um it, it was Tomlin um very yeah. few coaches yeah. don't hold me to that but my point is they had very few coaches but Tomlin got in as a result of the Rooney rule Got them a Super Bowl championship, and, and the rest was history. I think I, I like your point, though, JB. It's like even if you don't intend on hiring that candidate, like the yeah. Knicks with a Jamal Mosley, right? His mm-hmm. name yep. has now yeah. begun to to uh, you know percolate throughout the league. You have Udoka, whose name is starting mm-hmm. to kind of resonate throughout the league. So maybe just getting those interviews with those high profile clubs and just getting your name out there will kind of help you down the road. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a, a interesting interesting debate, man. Definitely interesting uh especially where we at in sports and society at large, man. Yeah. But what good conversation, fellas. Um great show, JB, definitely appreciate the return of Knicks Film School. <laughs> yeah. It's Next right. Fan TV and, and the Nick of Time show. Mm-hmm. Uh, JB, I'm going to throw it over to you to to sign out, man.
5: Yeah, yeah, no, thanks guys. It's Good to be back and then obviously now uh you can find me on daily mix and but also the strickland um for anyone who hasn't checked it it's a new site it just came out with probably a lot of the writers you used to see in either on twitter or reading from posting and Toasting. um the website's a little different so it's the Land. so it's not like the strickland.com it's the strict.land um but definitely check that out because it's some of the more like in-depth if you're a diehard Knicks fan and you're tired of just like all like kind of like rumor stuff whatnot um you go there and, and you, you know you can go down some rabbit holes on some topics and there's a lot of good stuff so i want to make sure i gave uh and i've been right in there occasionally so i want to make sure i gave them a shout out strickland
3: has Absolutely. been beasting
4: beasting with yeah man Woo. yeah man go ahead, bro <laughs> um yeah shout out to uh you guys thanks for having me as well. Um, no new episode for Nick and Time Show this week, but definitely check out the old episodes on youtube.com slash Show. Check the, the Macri interview um, that we had talking about trading down. Definitely check that out. And yeah, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the KOT show on Twitter, Nick and Time Show on Instagram, and check the blog too at thinktimeshow.com. That's all. Back to you, Z. Yes, sir. Great show, fellas. And um,
3: salute to everybody that joined in once again, over 600 people joined us once again. Remember that this show is available in audio podcast format, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon Alexa, iHeartRadio, everything, everything, everything is all on the Knicks Fan TV. Remember to hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Share these videos. Leave a comment in the chat. Leave a comment um, after we end this show. To continue to support i want to just salute some extra super chats That came in uh, Joshua Smalls said the super chat He says his Mitch is a cornerstone 14 and 15 shouldn't be a problem Lock him up now He will be more expensive once he hits that unrestricted free agency market um, Canal Ben Lawa Says Barrick Frank, and Portis for Wiggins And the second They get cap space Two young players that play defense and move the ball We get two picks um, don't think Golden State would do that But appreciate the uh, super chat He also says um, Oh, he said the same thing No love for my super chat R.J. Frank and Portis for Wiggins at the second pick Appreciate the super <laughs> chat, man I, I just don't think Golden State would go that route uh, Michael Parker, number one fan of the show He says, trade Barrett for the second pick I uh, don't see it happening but, but Michael Parker's out on R.J. He says rj's extremely really? overrated if golden state is dumb enough to bite let the Knicks be the team that fleeces for once the steal of the draft is alexei pokusevsky there we go so poku. he's throwing his name in the poku um, um wagon we uh we have a nice video on alexei pokusevsky as well man check okay. it out on Knicks fan tv as well Yo,
4: pokemon is, is gaining steam man pokemon <laughs> is gaining steam
3: good nicknames yeah the, yeah, the,
4: yeah. The, Copy uh I'm a nickname king, yeah, so trademark, copy right trademark
3: that. <laughs> um shout out DJs man, Hampton V VA 757 in the building, Paul Butler, Chuck mm-hmm. Allen, appreciate it, all the mods, appreciate it. Uh JL so you want to shout
4: out, man? Oh yeah, definitely shout out to everybody in the chat. Uh, DJs, man. Shout out to you, Gregory Lee, my guy Fritz phone down as usual. Um, I saw my guy Wayne, Wayne Petnight Childhood French, shout out to you, Wayne, Haymaker, Edward Figueroa Sammy Soso everybody man A. E Santos Gregory Castillo shout out to you man always holding me down shout out to you sure. everybody, and everybody be else. good mm-hmm. enjoy your
3: uh, Labor Day enjoy that with your family be safe out there we'll catch up with you guys man number one show for the fans by the fans peace